0: Hey what's up everyone this is Joey with Midweek Jesus and I have a pretty awesome guest today he's one of my longtime friends since I was a child he's a fucking big deal in the hardcore community especially in northern California so why don't you introduce yourself for everyone
1: this is TVW it's good to be here
0: what band are you in TVW?
1: Uh currently I'm uh doing vocals for this band called Murder Death Kill.
0: What band were you in when I was in high school?
1: Oh shit. Uh this band called PRM, Peltier Road Massacre. I pro- uh, that was probably what you were listening to.
0: PRM had a born on the 4th of July?
1: Born on being born on June 11th, June thank you so <laughs>
0: <laughs> I liked you guys, man. I was scared of you back then though. Um basically this you know my friend tvw we'll just call him tim for short okay tim's been in music probably about seven or eight years longer than i have and everyone knows my skyla drive past but i remember a show my dad took me to when i was like 13 years old at the lodi eagles lodge was it foe the foe was that what it was called Mm -hmm. foe rob was booking it maybe rob from robert wall from what band Head trip. No, uh, the next one.
1: What was he doing? Crypt Orchid. Crypt Orchid, okay. Dude,
0: shout out Crypt Orchid. Okay. Robert Wall, shout out. All right, well, Tim was playing in this band with Spencer Bice Lancastle Lions, oh, who is usually on the podcast tonight. R.I.P. Spen couldn't make it today, so I'm just filling in for him. But it was actually Tim, Spen, and who was the drummer?
1: Larry Burns.
0: It was called Tribute to Hope. And I was only like 12 or 13. You guys were probably in high school.
1: I was probably right out of high school. Right out of high school? Right out of high school.
0: Five year. I was probably 13 then. And they actually were so fucking metal, they scared the shit out of me as a kid. I was into like Blink-182, you know? And Tim came on stage and was like doing these death growls. And Spencer was dressed like Elvis, and their drummer had a mask on. It was a three-piece, which is pretty avant garde for that time, but fast forward fourteen years, me and Tim live together. Okay? Yeah. So we're gonna get into that story. And I think this is gonna be a really fun podcast for everyone because it's a lot of like the Northern California, Central Valley hardcore kind of shit. So I know most of our followers were into Skylet Drive and a lot of bands from around this time. So I think it's gonna be a good one. I will stop clicking my vape in the fucking mic now. But um, let's have Tim give us some topics, and then we're gonna shoot the shit about him.
1: Oh man, where to start? Um,
0: Pick your favorite one. You don't gotta go in order.
1: I'd like to start with uh, my memories column that we got over here on this paper. Um,
0: All right, let's go, Mems,
1: dude. Give me, give me, give me a quick rundown of some memories, Joe. You, you, spit some memories, and, and let me, let me bubble off those memories.
0: One Eighty Teen Center, which is in um, like the heart of downtown Lodi. For everyone who's not from Lodi, listening, it's a christian teen center who had two pa speakers on the top left and right of the stage in an empty stage with one monitor so it was like a really like in-house the stage was maybe like a foot and a half off the ground i'd say something you have to that. ask nate raider he staged oh of the times <laughs> but um yeah it was a really like, like close and personal venue which was a which i was a huge fan of you know so Let's go 180, Tim. What do you think?
1: Um, I think that spot has so much potential. I still think it does and mm-hmm. it's limited by the uh, religious aspect and the age um, requirements now.
0: What's the age requirements?
1: Uh you know what? Like when they were Yeah, no- nothing 18 and over was like prohibited. So you had Oh, well, you can't go in at 18. Not anymore. I mean, back in the day the rules were different.
0: You can kind of squeeze in. I squeezed in a few times. Uh, they, over were, 18, they were they yeah. were they
1: were they were promoting to the youth, and it was a, a blessing and a curse because you know, like we I said, we saw the potential there, and we tried to take advantage of it. Yeah, There's some good shows there.
0: Well, it's like make them make money, you make money. Like you try to have some shows, get people in, but it kind of limits the people going in, right?
1: Yeah, I mean when we were when we were rocking back in there, the the, the age thing wasn't enforced as heavily, it, and that I think that's. Uh,
0: and we were the, all about eighteen and under too. So
1: I think I was like on the verge. I was like 19. So I was, uh,
0: on the precipice of being too old to a the yeah, lady. Yeah. And
1: that, that was, I think what prevented them from like becoming one of what could have been Lodi's first real venue.
0: How Christian to limit people from coming in at 18 years old, huh? Even though they only had a snack bar, there was no alcohol or anything. No alcohol. I don't really know why there was, do you know why there was an age limit?
1: Um, Eventually, I think the church was like, "Hey, if this is going to continue, it needs to be for the youth." And so, Mm. whoever was running it like really like pushed that, you know, that envelope.
0: I'm kind of against that in a way because there's 23 year olds that need help, dude. The same as youth does. You know what I mean? I'm
1: I'm 37. I need help right now.
0: Yeah, I'm 32 (laughs) and I need a lot of help, bro. Yeah, I feel that. But um, there was a lot of low die venues and like for everyone listening a Skylet Drive kind of came out of the lodi Campo area. So most of us went to Lodi High, right? When we first started at Galt High. So that was a huge area. And there was another venue called the FOE Eagles Lodge. And I have yeah. some good memories of that place, but let's let Tim talk about a few bands and like memories he had there first. And I'll oh, go.
1: man, you know, the... I think the FOE in Lodi, the Lodi Hotel... Oh, Lodi um, Hotel, bro. The junkyard.
0: Ugh. Um, Alex V's dad's place. Yeah. Right. There was
1: some like, Damn. some ins- and and like, I'm gonna. That's Lodi right there. And then, uh, you know, on top of all the house shows, there was a lot of like bands that came through this area that like. You know, it's it's worth mentioning those uh, venues. You know, yeah. like Luke, heavy you, heavy
0: Lolo came through. Heavy
1: heavy Lolo, Horse the Band, Acacia Strain, Suicide Silence. It's just like these bands that were like Suicide Silence came through. Bro, they played in the fuck. They played in the fucking junkyard, bro. The junk. Oh man. We held a plastic uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: paper or like a plastic uh, a tarp over them. We really? held it while they were playing. Was it raining? It was fucking raining, bro. Really? Damn. Insane. Was you mentioning it then? Yeah.
0: Whoa! I would have yeah. loved to see that, man. I saw the Stars Are Falling show there, which a lot of people don't know for listening. Um, before I was in a Skyler Drive, I was in a metal band called Stars Are Falling from Sacramento, but I actually was really good friends with Anthony Geraldizo. Shout out Anthony Geraldizo. Shout one of my out, favorite. shout out. Shout out all the Geraldizos, dude. Yeah. Like, fucking, They all cut my hair. They're all my boys. But Anthony sold me all of his equipment, which was a Marshall cab covered in lip prints. That was like pretty for me, like famous in my mind, you know. And I still have the thing. It's at Blake Lounsbury's house. Blake, we're like, coming for that dog. I was like going with this, but oh, oh, that show at the at um, Alex V's dad's place, the junkyard. I I approached Stars Are Falling and said, Hey, I know all your songs. I want to play guitar. And I was only like 17 or 18 years old, and they're. Singer Ryan came up to me and their drummer, and they're like, Hey, come try out. And I tried out for Stars Are Falling and got the gig from the junkyard. Was
1: that with Theron?
0: Um, I was starting it right when Robert Bloomfield was screaming. But the first show I ever did, it was at Mike Hood's music venue. What's West it, what was Coast it called? West, West Coast Worldwide. West Coast Worldwide. Worldwide. Fuck Shout yeah. out WWW. WC. West Coast Worldwide. WCWW. Yeah. All the W's. Yeah. And um, Robert, who was in my band, Stars Are Falling, he actually started a band called My Children, My Bride after that, which was pretty big. And the first Sky Drive yeah, tour, The Drive tour, we actually played with them. So it was funny that me and him were in a band in SAC. He moved across the country, and then our first tour together, me and Robert, were together, right? But at West Coast Worldwide, our very first song, the guitar player Rob threw his guitar over his left shoulder And he broke Robert's nose, dude, while Robert was jumping off stage so bad that the bone was like sticking out the side of his face. They had to call an ambulance in the bathroom, but guess who was in the crowd? The first screamer, right? Damn. So Theron got up, not in the band for like nine months. Yeah, Theron was in that band originally. and, And did the entire set, dude.
1: So he saved the day.
0: So he saved it. So my first show with Stars Are Falling and their new screamer. The old screamer fucking saves the day, and it was like the most epic, hardcore show in front of maybe like a hundred people, you know, something like that. But
1: hey, RIP West Coast Worldwide. Honestly, Mike had the, the location set. like oh, it was great. I mean, what, what opened up around the corner? Ace. I mean, like, stone throw away.
0: Was it? Yeah. I thought they were on like X Street. Bro, know? you
1: could throw a football from West Coast Worldwide.
0: What is it now?
1: uh honestly i think it's a studio recording studio
0: really mm. man
1: too many memories there i
0: was too young to care because i was like 17 playing 18 for all these bands and i didn't have my driver's license yet so i was just kind of like take me here somebody you know but yeah so let's do the next topic yeah let's right go now. to
1: the next the next one um you know i know this is going to be like kind of uh cliche but the but the way the world is right now what do you, what, what is your like i mean this is I hate to even bring it up. I'm not even going to label what's going on right now, but like what's your mindset like? What's...
0: I I work from home and I'm blessed to do so because of the whole like COVID. How many people are getting laid off moving. one in 3 are losing
1: their jobs? Is that the number? I think
0: there's like 20 million in California out of 300, so it's like That's scary. At least one of our, I don't know. I don't know the numbers. I'm not going to pretend to know them really, but it's a lot like my girlfriend's laid off. I know like Corey LaQuay's family's getting laid off. It's like just a lot of people getting laid off, you know, it's really sad, but I think that everything happens for a reason. I don't want to get too into the virus and conspiracies, which most people probably think I would. I am (laughs) into that, you know, but there's nothing you can do about it. It's happening. You have to stay inside. Everyone's losing their job and there's no way around it. You either apply for unemployment. You don't get unemployment because you're a contractor, like a hairdresser or a substitute school teacher, which my hearts go out to all of them. Or you're still working. So like,
1: I'm blessed because I get to work from home as well. And I'm very appreciative of that. I think that mm-hmm. instead of talking about all these conspiracies, like you said, I think that uh, we should focus on the mindset that, like, I mean, it's going to make or break you. Everybody. So everybody's mm-hmm. got to have, like, a, you know, everyone's got to level up, you know what I mean? It's it's a it's a fucking crazy time right now.
0: Everyone's getting tested, dude, like spiritually, physically, financially, like what are you going to do? Like how are you going to do it? Why are you going to do it? You know, and like I just hope I literally like this is the first time in my life that I've like genuinely felt bad for what other people are going through when I'm not going through it. Like when I work, I feel bad that other people can't work. Yeah. Can't pay their bills. And all the laws are fucked. Like, you don't have to pay your rent for three or four months, like my apartment complex says. But at the end of those three or four months, you're going to have to pay. If you don't pay all of it, you're evicted. So it's like, okay, you can't pay it. So you stack up four grand in rent in three months. And then you work for one month and they want you to pay it, you know? And like, Congress was one vote away from actually being able to get rid of eviction for like the rest of the year. So, I mean, I just pray everyone's doing good. This is a huge test for all of us. And in every negative test, there's a positive. So we're able to problem solve. We're able to allocate money differently. We're able to buy things differently. So there are better things that are teaching you lessons in this, but it's still really hard.
1: Yeah. Shout out to everybody who's, uh, still up and working and shout out to everybody who's like trying to find work. Um, my whole take on that situation is just like if your neighbor's affected, you're affected. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that uh everybody should take a big step back and like really think about that because, you know, we're like everybody's saying we're all in this together, so
0: Yeah. And I think too that like a lot of people will talk won't talk to their neighbors but they'll talk to people online, like four thousand miles away, you know? But I think it's a good time to like meet your neighbors, talk to them. If you need fucking eggs or toilet paper, ask your fucking neighbor for once. When was the last time people asked their neighbor for things? You don't anymore. You know, usually it's, it's asking friends some time. or text and like I think it's a good time to get a little more personal, but
1: I'm scared for the kids. I'm scared for the kids that uh, you know are, you know, under eighteen and, and uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: going to school or not going to school and I think that they're uh, men that
0: like well, missing out on prom and shit right now. Like there's so it's, much it's that's a big uh, jump for yeah. yeah. Shout
1: out to the the kids that are um, having to go through this right now because I know that if I was in middle school right now, like that's a mind fuck.
0: You'd be bummed, dude. Yeah, but I mean, I want to keep this podcast like really positive and kind of fun for people to listen to. So we're gonna move move topics from COVID 19 into something else. Okay. And I... Tim's got the list.
1: Okay. I want to talk about like you want to keep it a fun topic so like let's talk about the last few shows that you went to say from summer of 2019 right up until this whole quarantine hit
0: summer of 2019 summer of 2019,
1: 2019. to like right like what shows stand out in your mind that you went to like what show did i see you at like- okay
0: <laughs> so my i'm i play guitar in a i play bass and and slash guitar live so i don't want to get into it for what i play but um I write music and play guitars for the band Merchants. And the band Merchants was established in Sacramento around like 2015 or 16. And they wrote a record with a specific cast of members. And since that record, there's been a change of screamer, a change of drummer, and a change of guitar player. So like Matt Scarpelli was what I'm doing now. So I basically took his spot Davey played bass. He also plays guitar and bass now. So he's still in it. Simon sings and is still in it. And then Josh Miller, who's actually really good friends with Tim here, uh, they jammed back in the day. He's the drummer now. So I played a show in, where was it, Holy Diver? Was that the one we were yeah, at? Yeah, Holy, yeah, Diver. Holy Diver. That's so why I saw you, yeah. Holy Diver is a pretty cool venue in a downtown Sac. And we are lucky enough to have a sold out show there. And I actually saw Tim for the first time in like, it was like two years probably. It's been a, it's it was been like it. a year or two yeah. probably. Yeah. So that was a good one. Um, I go to a lot of shows like random ones at Goldfield. I, I don't really go to too many big shows anymore though. I so mean, is, that, I, is that
1: one that really stands out
0: in your head? That one stands out because it was the first time in probably 10 years I played a sold out show. From, like, a Skyla Drive to Merchant's Time. And it was, like, a really big moment for me. Because it, would, it had been so many years since, like, me and a Skyla Drive parted ways. That it was good to see, like, that Where, something I'm writing actually was like that, matters.
1: Was that December? Was that December-ish?
0: Um, it was June. What? It was June or July of last year. Oh, it was
1: 2019.
0: Damn. But then we played again in, like, September of 2019 at... Ace of Spades.
1: Okay, Big Span was at that show. He told me about that show.
0: Big Span came out. Big Span was one. usually the other guy on the podcast with us. Yeah. Big Span. And uh, he came out side stage, dude, and I saw him, and I headbanged hell hard, and I fell down on my ass on stage in front of like eight hundred people, I which mean, was like really fucking embarrassing.
1: You know, everyone falls down. It's just, uh, it's a process. Yeah, shout out to shout out to uh, Big Span. Um, I wish he was here right now. But uh, we're gonna.
0: I wish he was too. We're gonna
1: move forward on that note. Another you know shows, G. You know shows
0: another shows, like another show. Um, so you guys, I'm you... gonna give a shout out to before that, It was 2018, and I went to what's that amphitheater up north?
1: Uh, the Concord Pavilion. Concord
0: Pavilion, dude. I saw Taking Back Sunday. Um, Dashboard Confessional, and fuck, who else played Seosin? Damn, I definitely missed that. early November. That's hard. And it was, like, the craziest, like...
1: I'm a huge Taking Back Sunday fan, so, like, I'm just... Dude,
0: we were, like... Okay, my... One of my good friends, like, uh, Dane, he used to be a guitar tech for a few bands we toured with. He's the bass player in Dashboard Confessional. So I was hitting him up, and I was trying to get backstage and shit. I saw him on stage, and, like, unfortunately, he wrote me when the show was over and was like, hey, I was hella busy, but... Um, when I went to that show, I felt like a little kid again because I grew up listening to dashboard and taking back Sunday. Like my sophomore year in high school, I got the first taking back Sunday record and I got Thursday's war all the time and like war all the time. And that first TBS record changed my life, dude. Those two records were huge for me, you know? So that show was pretty meaningful. But um, what about you? What shows stand out? I'm
1: going to be quick with this because I know that we're on a time schedule. Uh, I just recently went and saw Burner in Santa Cruz at the Catalyst. Um, The 420 smoke was insane. Uh, Burner always kills it. Uh, Warriors and Terror at the Holy Diver recently. Uh, January 11th, I played a show with MDK out in Fairfield. Um,
0: How is MDK doing?
1: You know what? Like honestly, we played. Which Let's is kinda... plug that right now. Okay. Plug your M.D.K. Murder, Death, Kill. I'm gonna go sh- throw a shout out to Pipple Dan because uh, this has been a band that I've been a huge fan of for like ten years. And um, of course, f- yeah. my friend and I, John, 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 who just had a baby. Shout out to John, John. Uh, shout out, John, John. We uh, kind of took over the the vocal position for M.D.K. Last Easter. Um, the first show we did was last Easter. Uh, the next one uh, was this past January 11th. And uh, that, that Mm -hmm. show, like it sticks in my head so hard because uh, I don't know. It was something that I, uh, I don't know. It made sense to me. Like just, just doing that, Mm -hmm. Um, that show people Dan people, Dan, he's, he's a multitasker. He's got a project called since "Since we were kids. It's uh, it's, he's about it. He, uh, he's got he gets a good response from him. I saw him in Vegas uh, at the end of last year and, um yeah, that guy's beyond talented. He uh he can do it all.
0: I have a good Pitbull Dan story for you. Give guys. me the
1: Pitbull Dan story.
0: So I'm living with Tim Warner. Oh gosh. And Pitbull Dan comes in my bedroom, dude, and keep in mind, Pitbull Dan is pretty terrifying, okay? Bless his heart. Sweet guy. Love him to death. Had a good weekend with him. He comes in my room and says, You were in a Skylit Drive? And I said, yeah. And he goes, your drummer talks shit on me. And I said, no, he doesn't. I said, what are you talking about, Pipple Dan? You know, hella serious. And I was like, come on, bro. What are you doing? Pibble Dan lokes up, dude, on me. Kind of hard. And was like, well, you were playing in Washington at a show. And one of our dudes was there and said that your drummer, Corey, was talking shit on fucking MDK. And I had to tell him, I was like, bro, Corey loves MDK. What are you talking about? I was like, Corey's metal, you know? And I was like, all Corey listens to is metal music, you know what I mean? And I was like, so you're tripping, bro. And he was all, hey, I'm sorry, bro. He's like, I just hear shit sometimes, and I get fucking heated, you know? <laughs> and I was like, "Pivotal, dance, cool, bro. I gave him a hug, you know? Then he bought like a fucking... A head case off of me or some shit but it was hella funny how word travels you know what i mean like i've been out of a, a Skylet drive for two or three years already but he remembers something from two or three years ago because that i mean pibble dan is a sensitive dude he he wants every you know what i mean love he loves people dude people talk shit he gets mad which is kind of how i feel about everyone though you know
1: i think he's super passionate i think that yeah. that explains it all and and and, and uh tying into the word of mouth thing it's scary because like you could tie that to like Mm -hmm. what's going on right now with this pandemic just Mm -hmm. people you know spreading information that is not accurate it's just like it's like a it's uh it's it's gotten the world to where it is today you
0: gotta be a lover not a hater and like i told dan i was like cory's a lover bro i was like that guy was in metal bands before he was in fucking pussy ass Skylet shit you know he was in doing death metal shit you know I was like, That's cool, but I I'll, I'll uh, shout out to- shout out to Corey. I've always give a liked shout to to Corey. Dan and like. He, so you took his spot.
1: No, Dan's playing guitar. I took uh, uh, the vocalist. His name is Aaron. He was did, Aaron and did Dan, uh, Sean. Did
0: Dan sing ever?
1: Dan's singing for uh, since we were kids. Now, oh okay, okay. So yeah, he just played guitar. Yeah. He just plays guitar for Mdk. Uh, him and his brother Art.
0: So who did you take place uh, of?
1: Aaron. 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 I'm doing Aaron's vocal vocals for Aaron's position, and uh, John John's doing vocals for Sean's position. So.
0: Little switcheroo, huh? Or
1: a little switcheroo, you know. Uh, it's uh, it's like I said, the, the word passion uh, definitely applies to that project. So
0: I feel that, dude. That's a good one. Let's do a few. Let's do like two more topics real quick, and let's keep it more like Central Valley, North, Northern California, Lodi, Stockton, Modesto kind of vibe. because so I feel like that's. A little more of the theme of the podcast. Okay, you know? well,
1: Central Valley, I I uh, think is definitely a good way to continue with it. Yeah, I think there's so much potential in the Central Valley, from like the heavy music to the hip hop music to just mm-hmm. just the people in the Central Valley got a lot of potential. And I think that um, it's a lot goes, of
0: talent, dude, a lot of talent. It goes overlooked. Here. It does, man. I mean,
1: you, I, I, Haiti, baby. I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but he's from Stockton, and
0: that's right,
1: yeah. You know, I think he's super talented. I'm, I um.
0: I mean, let's go Deftones, Journey, Far, fucking, I mean, you could, Dance Gavin, Skylett fucking, who else?
1: I mean, Sacramento, I gotta give a lot of respect to, because Sacramento definitely influenced the Valley, like, it did, um, hey, Brother Lynch, Brother X-rated, Ridge, so many talented artists mm-hmm. from just NorCal that, um, Nick and
0: Nate Diaz, bro, UFC fighters, hey, a lot of talent comes from here, you know, Definitely, and I think it does get overlooked, I think you're right, and I, think, I I think that we influence a lot of people in a weird way that it's not really that recognizable. There's a weird because you roll down to LA, then it becomes an LA band. There's like a weird, lot of weird
1: energy in the valley, and I think it that is, uh, yeah. that the people living in this area er- in that area
0: feel it, and uh, mm-hmm.
1: you know it it shows.
0: It's, Why do you think that this area like breeds talented people? You know, you're one of them. I'm one of them. Corey's one of them. I'd
1: like to think I'm one of them. I think that. Uh, at the end of the day, like it's just it's it's a weird location. It's between Sacramento, the Bay, SoCal. It's mm-hmm. it's it's positioned very um
0: It's like there's not much to do, but when you do something good, you have a lot of places to go. You have options. You know what I mean? Like C C R dude did Stuck in Lodi Again, which is like a household song. Stuck in Old Lodi Again. You know that song? I, I mean... And that's from Lodi Lake, bro, like that's from the center of Lodi, and like I feel like that place. Hey, is shout out green. to Lodi it's, Lake, bro. That place. Dude, I've fucking done shrooms there, acid women, fucking <laughs> Coke, bro. You name it. My cat's walking across the cats table, dude. cat's getting in, the situation on. right. Get down, now. Coco. Get down, Coco. Come, Come, on. On. Come, on. Come on, Coco. Get down. Sorry everyone my cat. Fucking no, it's jumped good. On that. It's, it's I was a... going on a rant too, which we'll probably have to edit out later, but um, yeah, I don't know, dude. Central Valley? Let's see. Where else were we going with that? I interrupted you. Sorry.
1: No, no, no. I think we were just talking about the Central Valley in general. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it. I I moved to the Valley in '94, and like I've uh, I've made. Where se- were you before then? Man, my dad jumped around like crazy. He was, you know, hey. he moved from Napa to SoCal to Carmel to Palm Springs. He just he couldn't stay still. It
0: was fancy, bro. It was yeah, fancy it was, shit.
1: yeah. Um, somehow we ended up in uh, Lodi, and uh, he fucking hated the town. Really. He wanted to leave. He was, uh, he was, he was bitter, and I think it was because you know, when he had me, he was sixty nine.
0: He was sales, right? He was, he was, uh, he was into
1: the auto finance industry, so okay. like loans and shit? Yeah, for like people who couldn't, like you know, he was he was giving putting out loans to people that normally wouldn't be granted by the bank. So that was his, like at the time, like he was like you know thriving in that industry and when he made it to
0: Lodi was broke dude yeah well he he made it to Lodi
1: and he was he had to be I was 12 he had to be you know in his early 70s at that time and I I think that um life just slowed down and I think that it frustrated him because like Mm -hmm. you know I I mean I could only imagine
0: different times do different strokes for different folks and when time goes by like a lot of times, your fucking career will get overlapped he, with technology and stuff, too. He dude. was
1: working in uh, Sacramento. The, his last like gig was in Sacramento at the Money Store, and it's the, the building next to the bridge. It looks like a pyramid.
0: Oh, he was there?
1: He was there, yeah. and uh, Jim Palmer did the, the golfer. It's a state did. building now. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's yeah. crazy, because I recently went there, and um, it's crazy how time changes, like, everything. And I, I mean, that's the... That's,
0: Damn, dude. Shout out RIP Tim's dad, dude. OG. I sure, uh, You know, dude. shout out,
1: shout out to that. Yeah. I uh, hope you're like listening to this somehow right now.
0: Yeah, hey, he's feeling it through the waves, dude, for sure. I bet it waves. I do, can we talk about
1: reincarnation? What's your take on that?
0: I do want to talk about that. Um, I was doing a lot of study on um the uh, Buddhist culture and um, Sikh, Muslim, Christianity. I basically did like a year on all four of them and I read all of their religious texts. Okay. Swear to God that I read them all. I do believe that reincarnation is real now because Jesus taught it in three different sections of the Bible and if you guys want to know what they are I can I can write them down uh Buddha taught them the Indian culture is the oldest written religious text called a Vedic text okay and then the Quran is just like next level fucking woke dude that like i appreciate every muslim person on earth i have a lot of friends that are muslim i personally on my own take i don't believe that a few things are in order with history but i'm not one to argue with culture right so like you can have your own personal belief but you have to respect the culture at the same time you know and i believe that reincarnation is real i believe we don't remember it but i believe the more woke you are in this current lifetime the older your soul is. So I know that we're in a prison system. I know that I'm living a test right now. I know that I'm being tested, dude. Like, that's all this is. You know what I mean? Do you
1: think that your life now is, uh, like, how... Like, do you ever have, like, deja vu to the point where you're like, that? the only way you could explain it would maybe be through reincarnation? Yes,
0: yes. So I've been doing something called TM transcendental meditation and you can find out about it on a tm.org russell brand is the head of the david lynch foundation and they basically teach it in schools everywhere and every time they teach it in schools their test scores go up their violence goes down okay and it gets you in contact with like the actual you, you know your inner consciousness which is basically your source where we all come from but I think that the more you meditate, the more you get in contact with it, the more you learn about yourself, you know? And, dude, I I don't want to say, like, what I remember from it, but I did enough, like, Scientology and Transcendental Meditation that I have had past life experiences. You, and I'm positive of it.
1: I think that uh, it's it's funny to hear that because it's like, people don't really like you talk about these things and it's just like do people really embrace it it's just like hey like
0: they don't if they're not ready for it
1: my finance 101 teacher I like I I remember to this day this was I was probably like 22 he said in the class he would say it over and over again he's all repetitions the mother of all learning Mm -hmm. and honestly earlier this year I really uh had like a I don't know a like moment, an epiphany, or something. Like it was. I thought about it. And I was just a like beautiful epiphany. If repetition is the mother of all learning, how can like one life like define eternity? I really think that uh you know our energies are just so like intense that like you know it, 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 they couldn't just be considered one life. I think that it, it's definitely continued on from something else.
0: That's correct, and I think it's all one source of consciousness. Uh, when you're a thirty third degree mason, they teach you that the light of god is the soul of man and that's not a secret because it's actually in written text you know but that's what they tell you and i think that that's true you know that like why do people have the same ideas why do people share the same experiences sometimes we're all from the same consciousness bro and it's how how you like how you repeat it and i think that the more woke you are the older your spirit is but not all the time. You can definitely be a young spirit and be woke. But I think your path to enlightenment is the same as being reached out to by the Holy Spirit, reached out to by Muhammad of the Quran, reached out to by the Sikh religion. I think that every religion is kind of correct in their own way. I think it's just how you perceive it for your own culture, you know?
1: You know, my good friend Corey LeQue, he told me, I mean, he's, he said this to me so many times. Like, I would vent to him about life and just, like, on my mm-hmm. takes on things. And he would always just say... Who is to say who is wrong and who is right? And I wouldn't remember that because, you know, I mean, I, I mean like it's it's you, you can't say who's wrong. who's Your wrong. mindset like you, you, you get used you to get so caught in your mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, how many mindsets are there?
0: But I think for each culture and each religion, you know who is wrong and who is right. And I think that when you know something, L. Ron Hubbard said, when you believe something to be true, it's true to you. Okay.
1: Hey, shout out to Nate Raider because you know, mm-hmm. I he uh he really pulled me in 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 the direction of that Scientology and uh he mm-hmm. he said before you get into this, man, he's all this is only going to make sense if it if it makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. And uh I don't know, that's one of those those one of those conversations that really sticks in my head because like, hey, if it's right for you, it's right for you. There's no one that can like uh tell you what's right except for that voice in your head, right?
0: Yeah, I'd have to say that that Nathaniel Raider. Horse City. Horse City. Hoods. Ooh, what was Chris's band? Massacre. Chris' ben, The pop Punk band with Chris and Josh Palmer. Uh, no, Josh. Feathers. Josh Feathers. One Josh said, Feathers. said twice. One said twice. One said twice. Tail Lindsay, married, dude, Chris yeah, Greenmeyer.
1: Hey, that goes. That was ties he right in back. Was too? Ah, uh, Nate was in Destin.
0: Was he in Destin? Yeah, Nate with Jesse and Shane Michaels. and
1: Jesse Michaels. Hey, shout out to Central Valley. Like again, it gets it gets totally overlooked, and I I don't want that to happen. I think that's why we're here tonight,
0: you know. I will. Right, well, Nate Rader, a big Scientologist. Um, and I truly believe it saved his life, and I'm really like thankful for that. And I'm thankful that Nate is a friend of mine, and I love him dearly, and I love his brother dearly, Adam Raider. They're a good bunch of dudes, and like I honestly think that they helped shaped. A lot of parts of my life for what they are now. But I do think that Nate Rader told me the same thing. He said, Hey, if it's true to you, dude, it's true. You know what I mean? And when you believe that dude, that's what entitles enlightenment, man. Like if it's true to you and you're, you're 100% cold, hardly believing that you're enlightened, bro. If that's your mental mindset, you're enlightened. And I think that where enlightenment comes from is just the belief not the context of the belief i think that if you 100 percent believe tim that a cow is your god and you're going to worship him and that's your entire life set, and you cold hardly believe that dude that's right to you and i think the motion of being right to you and the belief in it is what causes enlightenment the clarity you know what i mean
1: hey that clarity is everything
0: and i think that i'm i might have given a bad example you know i probably should have said that when you get the calling from jesus christ that calling is the same thing from your older self telling you that you've been here a long time and you need to wake the fuck up you know
1: i was in this life i was born and raised catholic you know um
0: how is that
1: now? How is that now? I you know it I I I will go to church on on certain dates, just because like it, it feel it makes sense.
0: Well, yeah, I love church, dude. Yeah, I love church. I, it yeah, brings yeah. some
1: sort of balance, but at the same time, I'm not consistent with it, and uh, for several reasons, I think at the end of the day, like life's taking me down a whole uh, road that it's it's good energy and bad energy, and I know there's a balance, but. Uh, how can you go wrong with good as opposed to bad? So,
0: no, you can't, man. Like, if the Catholic religion is true to you, then it's true, bro. You know what I, mean? I have but a?
1: Like... I have a? I have a lot of qualms with it. I do. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of. Which you uh...
0: should. You should question things. I think questioning your belief only strengthens it. If you can, if you can, kind of like try to debunk your own faith and then prove it, that's awesome, dude. That makes it so much stronger. You know.
1: Tell me something, Joey. Tell me yeah. what's. T- tell me, uh, if I if I was a, uh, I know we're this is a quick switch, but I I, I have to say this before we run out no, of time. No, we can
0: switch. We got like ten minutes left. Um, here.
1: if I said businessman, but how would you respond?
0: Oh my god! Can we
1: keep it kind of PG? I don't want to like you know. Okay.
0: Tim and I were going to a show at Ace of Spades. What show was it? I don't. remember. You got us guest it, listed. Dude. Shout out. Shout out on guest list.
1: Hey, dude? shout out to uh, Uncle Rush. I'm gonna say shout out to Uncle Rush because
0: Uncle Eric Rushing, bro. Hey,
1: shout out to him because without him, like, music would suck in this area. I mean, amongst other people, I I I just have a, a lot of respect for his uh, energy. I just think you know he was. Uh,
0: God, who was it? it what wasn't show? As Asley dying. No, it, was... it wasn't. Meshuga. No. No. Um. Damn. Might have been like, it might have been like sleeping with sirens.
1: It was something a little in that in that direction. Maybe
0: it was like, um, glass cloud, one of those. It was like in that area. But anyway, so uh, Tim and I park in the parking lot around the corner from Ace of Spades, and it's called the Fish and Game Building. Okay, and that's like your classic. You gotta you gotta pay for your parking spot. You should. Well, we park there, and we're walking around the corner, and you know those big green boxes? They're like the electronic boxes when you're playing hide-and-seek in your parents' neighborhood, and that's the fucking home base, you know? We walk by one of those, and we see a guy in a suit with a briefcase on top. And The his, briefcase was on
1: top of that electric box. It was box. on
0: top, yeah, and he has his pants down.
1: And we didn't know. no. And
0: <laughs> it sounds like he's crying. We don't know his pants are down.
1: We didn't know his pants are down. We, we heard him crying. We
0: heard him crying. He was like, ooh, <laughs> making these weird sounds and then the more we walk around the front of it we look back we actually say hey dude are you okay is everything okay we thought there was something wrong and we look down and there's a dude sucking his dick so that became the business man. Was it? it was a dude yes it was like another dude sucking his dick you didn't know that
1: so, so there was someone down crouched in front of him. And, uh, someone
0: down. It could have been a guy or girl, apparently. but
1: um, We're going to go with your story because I think that makes it even funnier.
0: And uh, so when you see someone in a suit trying to get down, it's called a businessman. But we, we turned everything into the businessman. Like... I was like Tim, what are you trying to do tonight? And he was like, I'm trying to get a businessman. You know, like for Halloween we all wore suits and had briefcases because we were the businessman. You know, and it was just like a. It probably isn't that funny telling the story over a microphone. In the moment
1: though, I was in tears. When you're so... in
0: public and that happens, it's fucking hilarious. He, I remember yeah. this
1: is what I remember. I remember we we're walking by and we see this guy like with his head on top of the electrical box with his briefcase in front of him, and he was. It sounded like he was crying. Um, we started approaching him and he started like waving us away.
0: He did. That's
1: right. And as we turned the corner, we saw the individual on their knees and fr- you know behind the electrical box. Uh, I'm not trying to be vulgar or anything because that's not what we're about right now. Uh, but what I'm getting at is that 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 memory, bro, like that stuck with me for how long has that been? Um, 10 years
0: about 10 years now well, the silliest, hey
1: i that's the silliest stuff ah, bro
0: like eight years i was probably like 24 when it happened Jeez. i just left the band shout
1: out to the too. businessmen out there you know what i mean because
0: if you get your dick sucked after work at the fish and game building dude you're a fucking businessman you're doing something right um
1: 100%. okay let's uh let me since i got a little some option right here
0: We'll do like one and a half more topics and we'll
1: dip. Okay, I'm going to just, while I have the time. So I got a few projects, musical projects. Um,
0: Yeah, let's do TVW music projects. um, Shout out.
1: Jeremy Stout from Your Own Destroyer. Me and him got a project called Black Blood Dead Dreamer.
0: Love Jeremy Stout, dude. Uh, He's a a brilliant musician, actually. He's fucking
1: nutty. Um,
0: I've I've never been that close with him. I sold him a guitar a long time ago and I have really liked everything that he's done and we've never been like close friends or anything but i've all, we've always kind of followed each other we've always kind of kept in touch and like i think he's like an awesome dude for sure he's, he's a really good
1: guy a, you know he's uh ahead of his time and he uh, is yeah the project that we have been mashing together is called black blood dead dreamer we call it b2d2 uh blackblooddeaddreamer.bandcamp.com i like that. b2d2 it's that's it's uh, cool, josh man. was the original guitarist josh miller was the original guitarist for that project really? we, we that's that's a big reason why we brought it back to life because uh but with a lot his of love
0: backwards, for left-handed fucking guitar playing, dude. You know, yeah.
1: Bless uh, his heart. So yeah, B2D2, we're dropping a new song with Mike Bernard. Mikey, oh. M for M for Mikey. Mikey Rishway What's Bernard. What's he doing on it? He does some guest vocals on it at the end. It's called Damn Dude. That's going to be coming out hopefully Monday, Tuesday coming up. Um, Shout out to DJ Black. I got a, another song coming out with him called Heretic. We just mm-hmm. did a, dropped a song in October called Blood on My Adidas. This I is, saw it. What would you think about that?
0: It's like... Dude, it's like the new Ghost Man, bro.
1: You know what? I'll take that. Um, and
0: fucking Ghost Man goes, dude. The, the
1: Heretic song that we're doing, that's a mm-hmm. follow-up. If you like that Blood on My Adidas song, listen yeah. to Heretic, bro. It's its even better.
0: If if anyone's into, like, Ghost Man or, like, Suicide Boys or fucking... Oh, who else does that shit? Um, I mean, even, like, Lil Peep shit was like that kind of... Hey, shout-out
1: like, to Lil Peep. I I, uh, I, I I really enjoy that dude. I, I appreciate him for being on this earth. R.I.P. Um...
0: But that shit goes, dude. It's kind of that like, it's that super fast fucking horror emo rap. They don't like to call it horror rap or emo rap or anything like that, but that's what it is. You know, it's like Bone Thugs meets like hardcore music. It's like
1: DJ really goth. has a, a like, a, I don't want to say it, but he's got like, he's, he's got a real six, nine feel on this heretic track and like, I'm all about it, but I think it's amazing. That's um, a
0: talented guy too. Shout out DJ Black. Yeah. I've known him for probably fucking close to... 15 years now
1: a super talented and like the like i've never s- done anything bad hey he's 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 got some he's got some fucking talent um he's
0: got bars too dude his rap fuck. shit and like that's what i'm saying ghost me it's like a white dude who has a lot to say who's really emotional about it he's been through a the lot of lyrical shit.
1: content and blood on my adidas and in this new track heretic which is coming mm-hmm. out hopefully you know by next friday um i'm just about it i'm stoked on it i think the lyrical content's a huge deal for me if the lyrical content doesn't uh get you moving then like there's something wrong so uh shout out to that and then i want to follow up with this uh project that i'm doing with cameron from these streets um we haven't really mm-hmm. talked about it we got two what songs is it? What's it it's called about? dirge yeah. d-v-r-g-e what kind of music uh it's bouncy it's bouncy heavy um it's I'll send you the track, but it's it's like a little
0: more like merchants or a little more like Murder, Death Kill.
1: Uh no, it's, it's 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 like it's new metal. It's really Is like it? got a okay. new metal vibe to like it. Like
0: more like a mice and men kind of? Or
1: um like... you have to hear it, dog. It's really? I'm I'm juiced on it. The first song's called Bad Visions. Is it butt rock?
0: Nah, bro. Is it kinda of butt rock?
1: Bro, my vocals are definitely not butt rock. Maybe are I. Are you screaming on it? I'm doing. I'm doing some shouts on it. It's more of like a shout. The clarity's definitely there. Um, okay, okay. But I'm so about it, bro. His uh, his writing abilities and recording abilities, like just like, it's a continuation of a project we did uh, about five years ago called Style House.
0: Okay, I remember that. I remember Style House. I was yeah, doing yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. it uh, when I had the bar going, so it was a bunch of weirdness. It's kind of
0: where I lived with you. I lived with him for a while. Yeah. yeah. It was
1: right after that. It was a. It was like a, It took off from that, and mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, but Dirge, D-V-R-G-E, that's coming out soon. Um, Sick. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to multitask. I'm trying to be productive during this quarantine.
0: You need to, do because there's two types of people during the quarantine. There's the ones who are going to gain weight and watch TV shows, and there's the ones who are going to, like, dig deep and find the projects that they like and, like, do some... Dude, I've written so many guitar parts, so many acoustic guitar parts. I try to do more podcasts, which is hard because the virus makes people not want to come over. But, like... Dude, i I have been building like children's toys, bro. I'm doing like uh, origami sprayed with clear acrylic, and I'm hanging them from this wood, so it's like hey, a mobile. This, this over quarantine's a crib. gonna
1: look at it like this. If if this quarantine was to define you as a person, like, mm-hmm. what would your definition be in fucking Encyclopedia Britannica? It would. You know say, what I mean?
0: It would say unaffected
1: of unaf- thank you. Hey unaffected. shout out to all the people who are fucking unaffected by this and just living life.
0: It would say unaffected because I live at home anyways. I fucking love my home. I love my girlfriend. Hey, shout out to you, Daddy. Yeah. I'm having a kid in about four or five weeks now. My girlfriend's what, do we know if it's a boy or a girl? It's a boy.
1: It's a boy. His name's the name?
0: Seems Carter. Andrew Wilson.
1: Carter Andrew Wilson. And
0: it's n- numerically 666. This, a hey. so, shout out to hard. Joey for being the most twisted because yeah. this fool's
1: a G. Hey, shout out to all the Gs. I'm going to shout I mean? out to the Gs like, in the room right now.
0: And I would say unaffected because I'm more productive, dude. Like, fuck the virus. You hey. want to keep me inside, dude? I'll write music. I'll take photos, dude. I'll write bangers. I'll fucking play piano till your face is falling off. And write shit that's going to be, like, worthy of Disney Channel stuff. You know what I mean? Like, not everyone has the talent to do that, and I'm not saying that I do either, but I have the drive to bring myself to have the talent to hey, do things when I set my mind to it. If the drive
1: I mean? isn't there, the, the the potential don't matter.
0: Nah, dude. It's a drive, dude. Like, you tell me to do something, I'm going to fucking do it, bro. Like, give me a new task. And I would love to master. Hey, I've never know? been
1: a I've never been a fitness guru, but like I've been running every day. Yeah, um,
0: well, it's good, dude. I've yeah. been hitting
1: a little workout routine, and it makes me sad that like it took me this long to like be driven in that direction because like I feel the effects. I feel great. You feel um, good, huh? Yeah. Minus running, you know, my, my neighborhood's pretty low key. But like, here's the sad thing: is people fucking remember that your neighbor is you and. When your neighbor's out don't be given the mean mug i think that that's a that's if that's a sign of the times like because everybody's so hey we're breaking the six foot rule right now g so like that's all i'm saying like
0: i mean if you don't have the cough you don't have the fever dude i don't give a fuck
1: thank you i think that uh media bro i think that it's it's sad that people's mindsets are are, uh so warped and so quickly it
0: totally is bro hey can we
1: can we can i show a shout out to aftershock this year I would like to, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Metallica, I'm, I'm stoked for that. I'm stoked for my Chemical Romance. I'm stoked for every other band that's playing. I'm stoked to see. Do you
0: know who else is playing?
1: I don't. I just, I just, I, I haven't seen anything. But I'm, I'm stoked to see thousands of people. And you know what? Like if I get I a cold from worry, that, if I get a cold worry. from that, then so be it. But yeah. um, can I? I know we're jumping around a lot, but uh, that's okay though. I, don't I don't like know, that. Know. Yeah. You know. Uh,
0: was there one let's do one more let's do one last topic Ah,
1: damn gee how do you end such a night i think that uh i think that you know only being on this earth 70 years isn't enough and i think that we've touched base on you know our passions and 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 this i that's the big reason why i brought reincarnation Mm up Mm -hmm. um is because i think we all want more time and i think we contradict ourselves but uh uh
0: that's a good one for me um I guess I mean, what I'm, I, question, I, 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 I guess what I'm getting off.
1: at is just like, there's a, I, I want to bring up a memory that I have that like I, I know you weren't there for. And I think you might have made your presence once, but it, it really like just changed my mindset. My go current, for it. Yeah, man. So um, in 2013, a liquor license fell in my lap, and I uh, had just stopped doing music. I was right before that uh, doing a project called Your Own Destroyer. It was like a hip-hop heavy band. Um, that kind of like stopped and I was bitter at the world and, uh, this liquor license falls in my lap and Stockton, And I'm like, it makes sense. You're on destroyer played here several years ago. Um, I'm trying to turn this place into a fucking music venue. Well, that didn't happen. It ended up turning into like a hip hop nightclub, but the whole experience, like, just like put me where I put me back to where I needed to be. Cause I wasn't where I needed to be prior to that. And, uh, the reason why I bring it up is just, man, I wish you could have fucking been there to, like, experience it, like, I, like, you would have, man, if I would have had you there as a bartender, like, the energy would have been different thing, I mean, I might still be doing it, bro, you know, like, I, I, and I, I just want to follow up with, like, I appreciate you, I appreciate yeah. you, I appreciate, like, you know, the people that have uh, made a positive impact in my life, and uh you're definitely one of them, G, I, like, I, I guess, me bringing up that that experience like because it happened right after we lived together and yeah. um man i wish you could have been there for it
0: well I, dude like
1: it was a ride bro it was mm-hmm. a it was a horrible ride that needed to happen i guess
0: i think that things happen for a reason and around that same time i was at delta college um I was trying shout to out to the, delta was, college bro. I was the most the school thing you know like, hey delta the shit bro I mean delta is the shit and Tim and I lived together and there was a discrepancy between me and him. For, before and the
1: discrepancy, let's let's mention all the craziness.
0: Before the discrepancy, I probably had the best time of my life. Tim. We raged, like, bro. We and we raged and we didn't rage and that was kinda like the beauty of it. That there was like some nights that me and Tim went out The balance was there. And we we would drive to the Bay Area, dude, and go see hardcore shows. I would drive back. Oh my gosh. Tim would we Tim would be like, I'll drive there, you can drink there and like we i I'll drive back. Whatever. We had these like deals, you know. And then it was like just so much like random fun. I, I wrote the whole record for um for Speak of the Devil in that bedroom, which I did like two songs with Jordan Blake that are on SoundCloud. And then, you know, friends sometimes have their moments and I ended up moving out of Tim's house for a little while. But I do wish I was part of that because I think that would have been like a really fun I time, feel like, know? I yeah. feel
1: like, A, I feel like if that bad energy didn't uh, come in at that time, like, yeah, I have this crazy, like, this, this, this like vision of that, that bar working out. Cause if the right people would have been around me, I I know I could have. It was a big, it was a big uh, weight on my shoulders.
0: Yeah, I could have helped, dude, for sure. And you know what? Like sometimes things happen for a reason.
1: Hey, shout out and to the barking like, dog, bro.
0: Dude, I worked <laughs> at Barking Dog in Lodi, but like I wish I would have worked at your bar, dude. I think that would have been fun. Hey, it it would have been was, fun. It was, like, was... hey, maybe it still would have been going, but maybe would have, could have, should have. Hey, wouldn't be going right now. Like, hey, you know, no
1: bars are operating, and so
0: we're having a good time, you know, but. I'll wrap this shit up right now, you guys, and, like, I just want everyone to know who's listening that, like, literally, I love you guys so much. I think that everyone here is fucking awesome. If you're listening, I really appreciate you. And, you know, Tim can give his thanks as well, but uh let me know if you guys have any questions. you have any questions about the show? Fucking feel free to message us, and I'll answer every fucking question.
1: Hey, honestly, if this was uh the last thing I had to say, I, I send out good energy. That's what I, uh, word, putting out that good energy. I hope that everybody's absorbing it. And um, thank you for your time, Joey.
0: Hell yeah, dude! I love you, bro. Much
1: love, much I love, love, you. G.
0: All right, guys, take care. Bye.